Welcome to another episode of the Sports Mecca Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Abramo. As always, I'm joined by my partner, Sam Hengeli. Today, we have the opportunity to speak with University of New Hampshire Wildcats quarterback, Max Brosmer. Max, thank you for coming on the podcast this evening. We appreciate the time. Yeah, man, you got the uh, the last name right. That's that's honestly a first out of any interview I've done. Everyone says Brosmer, and I always have to correct them. So I applaud you for uh, getting the Brosmer right there. Yeah, for sure, yeah. I understand it's always important whenever we get a guest on the podcast so we get their first and last name correct. We, don't, we, we try not to butcher it. So before you came on the podcast, I knew that I needed to get that right. So you did a good job there. Thank you. So to, to really start this episode, you know, it is end of June. The season is going to be starting up in a couple months, but provide us an update about what you've been doing since the season ended for you in early December. Yeah. So um, I think the team, you know, I think coming off of that, that two, that two win playoff streak there, I think that was Kind of both an eye opener to what we can do, um, but also a, kind of a kick in the butt to to kind of do a little more of this off season. Um, I think we did a really good job of um, of working really hard on that past off season to get to that spot um, to kind of dig ourselves out of that hole. Um, and so now it kind of gives us a, a point to where you know we know how much we have to work in order to get to that same spot. So in order to keep going, we got to work harder than that. So I think that all started with spring ball. Uh, we had a really good spring ball this year. Uh, we had. A couple of guys come in and make uh, names for themselves and a couple of younger guys that stepped up um, in spring ball. And I think that kind of, we really declared our offense. That was the first year um, we, we kind of thrived in this, this pro style offense. Um, and I think it showed that, I mean, um, we can play with anybody in the league and anybody in the country um, that shows what our record and, and who we played and who we beat. And um, I think there's no question about that. So I think developing that offense um, for the second year is pretty important. I think we did a really good job this spring kind of fast forwarding that um, into the next fall. So I think, you know, going to the summer, you know, personally, I, I can't speak for the rest of the team. I think everyone's working pretty hard. We have a, a good amount of guys up at UNH right now uh, working with the team. Um, I personally come back down home um, for three to four weeks to train with my quarterback trainer, Quincy Avery, um, and get in with, um, you know, a gym. Uh, it's called Adapt um, in Brookhaven, Georgia. And um, it, it provides me a good, you know, good quarterback training and good mobility and stuff for me, which I'm really focusing on. And I'm working on my speed's a big thing too. Um, I got with a speed coach at Adapt um, this summer to to work on that. Um, but I think uh, it's it's been a blast. We I just had the guys down for a week. I had eight receivers come down last week for seven or eight days, um, and you know we we trained for four of those days and got a lot of work in. We were able to use Adapt for the gym and my high school gym, and then also you know the the field of my my high school Centennial, and then um, we went to the lake for a few days. So we had a blast. Uh, I think that's another big thing is we've been building this team chemistry a lot. Um, and that's a big thing for us is, you know, success having with team chemistry is, is really, is really good. And so uh, that's a big thing we're working on this, this summer as well. And I think we've done a really good job with that. You mentioned you're getting settled in and getting ready to develop into another year of the offense and the, you know, in the, in the pro style offense, what was the offensive system that you were originally recruited to be in? And what were the, you know the adjustments that you had to make going from that previous system to the one you're in now? Yeah, so when I was recruited out of high school, you know they had me as one. They recruited me as a dual threat quarterback, which I wouldn't argue to say at that point in my in my 
career, I was considered a dual threat quarterback in my eyes. But um, they ran a they ran a spread um offense and um so a lot of a lot of RPOs um, which I got really comfortable with um you know a lot of quick stuff and um eventually we tried to we tried to open it up with with some more um you know medium to deep passes but we didn't do a lot of that um we we depended a lot on our run game as well my freshman and sophomore year um and then you know come with Coach Scott and and the development of of our new offense with Coach Scott and Coach Santos kind of you know, bouncing heads off each other and, and learn learning new stuff with, you know, pro teams. We've we've transitioned to more of this pro style offense, which one helps a lot of our players because I'm um, an FCS, obviously at the school, it's difficult to go to the NFL because you don't have that spotlight on you at the FBS schools. Um, but one thing you can do to help your players is play in the same system that NFL teams are playing in. And so that helps a lot of our our guys, you know, get looks and you know show that you can play in the next level and easily fit into the next level because you're already doing the offense. Um, and so this offense is different. It's a lot more um, under center heavy um, in a good way. And you have a lot more, you know, play action off of it because we do a lot of run game. We do a lot of mid zone and inside zone. And, and that opens up the play action a lot. And we have some really, really dynamic receivers this year. Um, not to mention our running back. He's, you know, all American, all conference, every, every single list down the, down the paper. So I think we, we have a, a really good running back there, but it really opens up our pass game with that. And the pro style thing is it's cool because you get to learn, you know, how they communicate in the NFL. Um, and we've, we've talked with, with staffs in the NFL um, talking about how they, you know, communicate plays and stuff and um, kind of the tempo and the huddle and, and learning how to lead guys in a different way, you know, because RPO is different. It's so a quick bang, 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 bang and spread offense. But in, in pro style, you get a little more time to settle down, huddle up together, talk about something and go. Um, so I really enjoy that aspect of it. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, I am curious by you being now in the pro cell offense, what are the most difficult passes or concepts that you have had to, you know, master? Yeah. Um, for me, the thing that I worked on, you know, coming into last year, I'll just start with there, um, was my, was my deep, were my deep balls. Um, and that's obviously the big thing you see in NFL is, is these quarterbacks can make, um, you know, really efficient throws, um, when they're passing the 50 yard line, um, or just 50 yards in general. And I, I think timing is a big thing. Um, and getting with some NFL quarterbacks back home and learning how they see the receivers run and how they can work on timing was a big thing for me. Um, you know, I was I was able to work with Jalen Hurts from the Eagles, obviously, at, at back home because he works with Quincy as well. And kind of watching when when he threw the deep ball and how he threw the deep ball um, kind of allowed me to to see it in a different light. Um, and that's been a big thing I worked on last year. And that was that was the hardest throw going into it. It was like the deep post, for example, learning learning when to throw it and how to throw it. Um, how to lead my guys more instead of trying to get it on them, let them go run anything because I really, really have fast receivers. So um, I can just put it out, they go, they go get it. Um, and then this year, I think for me, I want to really work more on anticipation, uh, especially coming out of play action. Um, I didn't have a lot of opportunities to do that last year. Um, there was a few things that, a few opportunities that had forced me to kind of be more, um, have more anticipation in my throws. Um, but you see the next level where, you know, they're throwing the ball and the guys are at three yards from their break. Um, and that's something that I want to work on this year. And um, I think 
I have the right guys to do it. I have the right staff around me to kind of get me there. Um, and I have the guys that want to work to do it. So I think personally, that's what I want to work on is just being a little more anticipatory, if that's a word, be, have throwing with more anticipation in my throws. Yeah, absolutely. You missed the 2021 season with a leg injury. Talk to us how that injury occurred and you know what your mindset was through the recovery process. Yeah, definitely was a, a tough time in my football career. Um, it happened during practice, just a fluke in practice, and uh, I ended up tearing my ACL, my meniscus, in my right leg um, right before season started. So end of fall camp, I tore it end of fall camp and on the practice field. So I think that was a, a big hit for me personally, just because um, I felt like I had been in the best shape of my life at that point. Um, I had gotten so far to that point, and um, it, it kind of just was, you know, I was swept under the rug really quickly and everyone who gets injured kind of tells you that like they feel like they have lost themselves as part of the team just because you yeah you the team has to keep going so like that in order for the team to be successful they have to keep moving and they can't drag you along so you'd be kind of you kind of become um all, all like on your own for a second um which may seem for a long second but it's a quick second in a football career um and i think for me it's transitioned uh, my mindset into more of a coaching um, kind of role. Um, and I kind of took that on pretty quickly. Um, I was on the on the sideline every single game, obviously. And, and whether my coach told me to back up or didn't, I was always right on the sideline on crutches for the first half of the season. And uh, that probably wasn't the smartest move on my end, but I had to be up there with the guys and watching the plays and um, and coaching the quarterbacks up and helping out Brett and Brody and kind of showing you or telling them what I kind of see and then bouncing stuff off of them. So I kind of acted as a quarterback coach and um, I ended up helping the O-line near the end of the season with calls on the O-line. And that was a big thing for me was learning different positions. And uh, as a, in the quarterback room, you learn from your quarterback coach, you know, how how blocking scheme works and from your OC, like how the whole scheme works. But like you don't get to really go into the, the offensive line room during camp, for example, um, and learn what they're learning. And so for me, that was a big part. That was pretty cool was um, I got to instead of going to quarterback meetings, I would go to the offensive line meetings and defensive back meetings and learning these different positions and different intricacies in its position. Um, that really helped me come in this season. I had, I think that was the biggest thing to be honest, um, was, was able to being me being able to learn those different parts of the position because it's covered when you're learning just about quarterback stuff. Um, so that was pretty cool for me. Yeah. Wow. That was really, really good detail that you provided. Um, thank you for that. So you are from the ATL area. You went to Centennial High School in Roswell, Georgia. Talk to us about the football culture in the South and your journey to the Northeast. Yeah, uh, football is definitely a little bit different than than it is up um, in New Hampshire. And I, I don't know how much you guys know about it because you guys are from KC. But up in New Hampshire, starting from high school, to be honest, I had, for example, I had all the guys down, like I said last week, right, the receivers and um, we would go to the field to throw and my high school would be practicing because, you know, in the summer we have seven on sevens, you have team camps in South Georgia, you drive to, and the guys are like, dude, you guys are practicing already. And I'm like, yeah, it's like a year round thing. Like we don't, we don't stop. Um, that's different in, in New Hampshire in high school. It's, you know, you switch and you have to deal with winter obviously. And uh, you can't really practice as much and as efficiently, but in, in Georgia, it's, it's year round. Um, and that's, that's, straight from the bloom it's like literally right when you're out it's football and football and football so that's the biggest difference between the south and, and northeast but my journey was a little bit different i think 
a lot of people, you know, I wasn't that most highly recruited guy in high school. Um, I had a lot of guys around me that I felt, um, you know, I was better than that got recruited really big schools and I didn't really get to be a part of that. Um, so that helped me kind of put, put an edge on, on, put a chip on my shoulder and give me an edge a little bit. I think that helped me out in the long run. Um, I ended up finding the right school. I mean, I had a, a coach that we, we like to joke about and, and joke with, and he's one of my favorite coaches of all time. I think I'll, I'll never be able to repay him, but uh, Coach McCarty, he coached defensive line and recruited Georgia uh, when I was when I was um, getting recruited out of high school, and he would call me every day, every day. And I had no idea who this guy was and what even UNH was, like what is New Ham- University of New Hampshire. I had no idea that a football team. Um, so eventually I kind of I answered the call a couple of times, and I started a line of communication. Um, I ended up visiting him, going, um, seeing, the, seeing the campus, and I fell in love with the place. And um, they ended up waiting until, like, I think it's like the first game of my senior year. Um, they offered me that like that Friday um, before the game, which was pretty cool during school. And I got like a, literally a call during my class from my coach. And I had to, I stepped down and answered the phone. Um, I got an offer from UH. Um, I think I ended up committing pretty soon after. Um, and I think the biggest part that, you know, allowed me to believe in UNH was I got actually injured my, my senior year as well. I, I tore up my knee on the last game of my senior year of the regular season. Um, and they decided to keep my scholarship a lot. Schools to pull it and find a new quarterback to come in, um, but they decided to keep my scholarship and they allowed me to come in the spring. So I graduated high school early and came in in January. Um, so that's a big thing with Coach Mack. He recruited me out of high school as Coach Mack, uh, the head coach at the time. So that was a big, you know, that kind of showed me what UNH is all about. You know, they're about the people. You know, that's nothing else. So that's a big thing for me at UNH. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. You said you didn't know much about UNH. You even said that you didn't even know they had a football program when you were in high school. What was your expectations of playing at the FCS level when you were in Georgia? And then, you know, once you got that call to to play at UNH. Yeah, I think initially in Georgia, for example, when you hear FCS, you're like, oh, great. Like FCS football sucks. Because, you know, you're bred, you're like UGA, like Florida, South Carolina, like you're these big, big mega powerhouse schools around you. Um, That's all you kind of watch growing up. And I was a Ohio State fan growing up. So I, wa- I watched Ohio State football all my life. And that was my that was my team. Um, so you think of FCS, you're like, oh, like, I don't want to go there. I, I think you realize a little bit kind of who the player you are and then what kind of football in the FCS level is like. Um, I think you don't really realize it coming from, you know, where I'm from, what FCS football is like. Um, so I think as a player, um, initially, I was like, oh, great, I'm just, it's just a school that I'll save on the back burner. But it eventually became my number one school. And I think you, know, you always think that you're going to be the starter day one. Like, you have to go in with that mentality. You got to be that guy and take the, take the spot. And I, unfortunately, um, the starter for UNH left the year I came in. He graduated. Um, and so the job was open, and that was a big reason why I also committed to UNH was the job was open. I wanted to play early. Um, I want to get on the field early, um, and that's what I actually did. I, I I competed my way up, and um, it was between me and and Brett Edwards the first game, and and he got picked um, to be the starter day one. 
Um, and he had a decent first half against Holy Cross. Um, and I got to play in the second half and it kind of showed who I was a little bit. And um, the team, team, the team gathered with me and I, um, you know, we, we ended up scoring for touchdowns there and, and lost in a hard one there, but that kind of fast forwarded my career a little bit and allowed me to start the rest of the season, my freshman year. So um, you gotta, you gotta go in wanting it super, you gotta, you gotta want it from day one. And I think that's the biggest thing people don't realize, like, especially from Georgia, you think you're, you think you're God's gift to earth when you're playing high school football in Georgia because you're from Georgia, you're playing high school football, but like you have to go work and you have to go want it. Um, and that, that's any school you go to, whether it's big D one or NAI, NAI, but it, it everywhere you go, you got to work. And so that's what I did eventually. And, um, you know, my team did a really good job and I, 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 I'm blessed to have the team around me that I did and they took me under their wing and as, especially as a freshman. So I think, that was a big thing for me was having the seniors there that, that kind of led me along the way and showed me that showed me they're out. So. Yeah, absolutely. Until last year, New Hampshire hadn't made the FCS playoffs since 2017, but you were able to you know break that drought of five years. What were your emotions like being able to take the program to the FCS playoffs um, for half a decade? Um, you know, I, I don't think it really kicked in to, to be honest, and for a couple months after the season started, our season ended, um, I think sending the seniors off that way was the, was the best thing. And I think that's the biggest thing for me because I have, I have a lot of time left. I got two more years left and, um, the seniors, that was their last time doing it. And so I think they put, they put the most work in and they, they were able to be a part of that team, which was pretty cool. Um, I'm 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 very ha- excited for my team and very happy. You know, we won the conference. We shared it with with William Mary, but we won the CA conference. Um, that hasn't been done in a long time at UNH. Um, we got a trophy. We got rings. And that was pretty cool. But I, I'd still like I something about it just wasn't enough for me. And I think losing to Holy Cross, which I, that team I, they have they've had my number since my freshman year, um, and I losing to them in the second round of playoffs, it just wasn't enough for me. Um, and it was fun coming home with a trophy and. Again, when we beat Maine, that was pretty cool. Um, and OT, that was really cool. But I, I think I, I was I'm not really done. I'm not really I'm not ready to say that I'm satisfied with that win. Um, and that that conference championship. Um, I want to go all the way, and I think my the team here is the team to do it, and the coaching staff here is the coaching staff to do it. Um, and so I, I think once you ask me that question after next season, you might you might get a different answer and a better a better answer to be honest. Yeah, I hope so. You know, in that first round matchup in the FCS playoffs, you beat Fordham 52-42 in a shootout. You threw for 348 yards and three touchdowns. How electric was that game and atmosphere? Well, that was pretty cool. Um, I, going into the game, you, you're going to be against a, a Walter Payton finalist award quarterback with Tim Demerat. He's a talented quarterback um, in an okay league. Um, and I think their team was pretty good, and I think he had a really good talent around him, and they did a really good job moving the ball around and getting the ball in space. Um, it was really hard. It was actually really interesting. I, I wanted to watch our defense play on the field against them because I had seen their tape uh, as an offensive player um, moving the ball around, and they just shoot it up, and they got really good receivers to go get it. And, and watching them, watching our defense just play back like 10 yards every single play was super frustrating just watching them dink it down for the whole way down. And so we knew it was an offense, and we just score every drive in order to win because we knew that they were probably going to score every drive as well, just because their offense was so efficient like that. Um, and so I think it, I, I, I credit my whole team, number one, but also the offense as well. And I think 
Um, that takes everyone. It takes everyone, no matter what. It's not just the quarterback motivating people. It's it's everyone that wants to do it. Um, and so we had a really good, really good guys around. And I think the uh, with the first drive of the game when I threw uh, Dylan that two yard flat pass to the right, it would just roll out and he took it like ninety eight yards to the house. Uh, and that kind of set the tone for the game. And um, that was a pretty cool. That was a pretty cool feeling. So um, I think we knew we had him from the start of the game just because. We knew who we were, and um, we weren't going to lose to them in the first round of playoffs because we hadn't got there since for five years. So we weren't going to stop that, stop us uh, there. So I think that was a pretty cool feeling. So, uh, so last season you made a big jump. Uh, what were the keys that uh, led to you having the season you had? Yeah, um, I think as I always say, um, the season comes because of the team. Um, I think the coaching staff number one, entrusted us with who we were and what kind of players we were. Um, and also kind of they they instilled the work ethic. And I think that work ethic had been lost at UNH for a few years. Um, and the work ethic that came back this year, um, you know, it was all part of the team. And I think the biggest part of our success was how we worked in the offseason um, leading up to the season. And I think success comes in all forms and, and all types. And I think you can look at it in every single – in every different way. We made the playoffs and – since like for five years and we won the conference championship and I think it hasn't been done for like 10 years, which is wild. Um, that's the team. I think we have really good coaching staff and a really good team around us. And I think we have really good people who want to work hard um, and want to go play ball. Uh, and that's, that's the fun part is being on the field with them. Um, so I, I think I, I, the only way I can, I can talk about my success is talk about the team success. And I think we showed it last year. Very cool. Uh, to be a D1 QB, what is the most important quality that a uh, QB must have to thrive at that level? I will always stand by it, and I will say number one is work ethic. Work ethic, work ethic, work ethic. I think number one, coming as a freshman, when you're a quarterback, for example, you have to earn the right to lead the team. And leading will always change. It's always dynamic. It's not static. I always say that leading always change changes for different people. But you have to learn to lead. And in order to learn that, learn to lead, people want to want you to lead them. And in that sense, you have to earn their respect. And I think earning their respect comes from working hard, being in the weight room extra, being in the weight room for, you know, for extra time, being in the film room for extra time, asking questions, um, learning about different people. Like that's that's working hard. Um, and you will not go anywhere as a quarterback, anywhere, no matter what division, um, if you don't have the work ethic for it and the passion for it. So uh, that's the biggest thing I say. And you can tell when someone has all the talent in the world and they're not successful in the field, but they don't work hard. Um, and I, that's always what it is. I, th I think there's a lot that can go into playing quarterback, but if you can't work hard, you're not going to go anywhere. Very good. Um, who is an NFL quarterback uh, that you would say that you uh, emulate on the field? I think I want to emulate um, Joe Burrow. I, I've, I really, I love his play. Especially coming from Ohio State, I think that was pretty cool. Um, although he didn't really see the field that much for Ohio State, um, I kind of watched him um, when I was there and was able to to kind of see who he was a little bit, um, especially in that spring game too. And I think seeing him transfer to LSU, I was always a big fan of him, um, just because he was, you know, originally you know from Athens, Ohio, and transferred from Ohio State to LSU. I kind of wanted to see him succeed. I've always tried to emulate my game with him. I think he's a really good leader. Um, I think people have nothing but good things to say about him. I think he works hard. I think he's competitive. I think he's fierce. He's got a chip on his shoulder. Um, I, I love that. Um, and I think he does all the things I want to do. Although I, I 
the success he's had so far, and it's all because he works hard. Um, and I think I want to be that guy as well. He's just someone that I really uh, I'm, I'm aspiring to be like. All right, is uh, Joe Burrow your favorite QB of all time? Okay, so growing up, I wasn't a big NFL guy. I was I, I was not. I I always had watched college ball, and so if I was going to say my favorite quarterback I've ever watched, I, I think growing up it was Troy Smith at Ohio State. Um, that was my guy, um, and I think I I kind of shifted a little bit to watching quarterbacks that I've you know, really wanted to be to quarterbacks that I know and train with and all that. So I think that mindset kind of changed a little bit, but maybe my favorite quarterback of all time growing up was Troy Smith. But I think that that might change here in the next few years as I keep watching these guys, you know, grow and become really great quarterbacks. Oh, very cool. So, uh, so during the day, uh, what is one of your daily habits that anyone should implement in their routine that you do? I would say during, during the season and during, you know, most of the year, except when I'm home, I, I think I, I think when I'm home, my mindset shifts a little bit. And I think for me, like getting the day started, no matter what, I think is the biggest thing. I think no, when people, my favorite thing is when people aren't awake and you're awake and you're getting stuff done before they're awake is the best feeling ever. Um, and like, especially during practice, like, it, like for spring ball, for example, you, I wake up at four o'clock for spring ball. I mean, I love being on the field when it's dark out and no one's in the field and I'm warming up and I'm just getting ready for practice, get my mind right. It's the coolest feeling. And driving through Durham in the middle of the morning at 4 a.m. and 4.30 in the morning is the coolest thing because all the lights are off. No one's out. You're the only one awake and you're going to get to work. And I think it all goes back to the work ethic piece and whatever, whatever anyone does, to be honest, that that leads up to them, you know, mentally working harder than the next guy will always be the best. Very good. Um, my last question any advice to those chasing a dream? Yeah, I think the biggest thing of people, you can't fake passion. People, people try to go a long way in football and any sport, to be honest. And um, whether it's from pressure from the outside or even from the inside. And if you don't love it, you can't do it, especially college football. You, it's a full-time job and you're adding school on. Um, and the, the passion piece is the biggest piece. Um, I think I talked about work. I've already talked about work ethic. So that's a, that piece is already ingrained in whoever's listening to the podcast is, is work ethic. But I think having a passion uh, for the sport um, will take you a long way. And if you have a passion, go get it. I think if you have a passion, learn to work, earn the respect from people. Like you're going to, you're going to succeed no matter what, whether that's going to the NFL or just succeeding in life. Like I think there's no failure. Um, if you're only following your passion, if your passion is football and go play football as hard as you can for as long as you can. Um, if your passion's not football, then go find something else. And that's not a problem, especially in Georgia. I, I see it all the time. Like people are, um, you know, kids are not wanting to play football and their parents are like, you need to play football. You're not a success if you don't compete in football. It's like, what if find your passion and go do it. And um, it's not a, it's not a, a good or a bad thing that your passion is football or it's not football. It's, it's what you were passionate for. Um, and so I think, you know, following your passion and working hard at it as hard as you can um, is the best thing. It's my best piece of advice. Very cool. I love that. Yeah, Max, do you have any socials that you'd be willing to promote now that you're on the podcast? Yeah, um, I'm not a huge social media guy, but when I do, I'm a little on Instagram and Twitter. So um, Instagram is at Max Brosner and then uh, Twitter is at Max T bro. Um, that's really that all that I'm on right now. Um, I think I'm close to dropping some um, some merch and stuff. So I think that I'll be on my my social media as well. And 
but nothing really else. I'm not really a huge TikToker or a huge um, Instagram story guy for for promos and stuff. What's your idea of the the merchandise? Um, that's developing. I think I've I've had a few, I've had a few things released already for merchandise, but they're a little pulled back now. Um, just so I can kind of maybe work on some other stuff. So we'll see where that goes. I'm not two feet in yet, but I think I'm leaning towards it a little bit. So we'll see. There you go. Well, we look forward to checking out the final product whenever that's released. Yeah, you guys should. Uh, you guys should get merchandise from everyone you guys interview and put it on your wall. That way, you guys can have like a good pedigree of people. Hey, that's a good idea. Yeah, um, Sam and I do have podcast T-shirts that we wear, and we sometimes we hand it out to podcast guests. Um, if you're ever down to uh, repping some podcast gear, we can h- hook you up. Yeah, for sure. Let's check it out. Yeah, I'm down for that. There you go. Um, but Max, we really appreciate you coming on, talking about your past few years at New Hampshire and you know an update about what the 2023 season is going to look like. Yeah, man, I appreciate you guys having me on. I really I, I enjoyed the time. Good talking to you, Max. Yes, Sam, appreciate it. For those who are listening to our show for the first time, all our past and future episodes are available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at The Sports Mecca.